Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Northern Wind Fantasy Podcast. We are the Three Rivers Boys. My name is Zach. I'm Jake. Oh, and I'm Steve. <laughs> Did you forget for a minute? I was looking at something. <laughs> we are the Three Rivers Boys, and we're here to talk about the second book this time in the Stormlight Archive series. That is Words of Radiance. Wow. Radiant Words. This is our first podcast episode on this book. Steve just finished it, so we're taking a pause from our detailed breakdown of The Way of Kings to skip ahead a little bit and talk about Words of Radiance. Hot takes coming at you. This is full spoilers for the first two books. Well, we can probably talk... And a little bit of Mistborn. We can probably... Or sorry, a little bit of Warbreaker. Talk a little bit without spoiling... In case anybody wants to read this book and needs to be told to read a 60-hour book. Yeah, sure. Let's do a spoiler-free review for the first like minute or two to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) After the 40th hour, I began to realize I had made a mistake. No, uh, I really liked it. Um, If I have any criticisms, I would say the first quarter of the book was a little slow for me. I don't know what... There was an event in the book that happened that I just jumped on on that scene and was very interested from then on. And then I just blew through the book. I think I listened to, I don't know, maybe close to 30 hours in two weeks, two and a half nice. weeks. It was crazy. I think that's kind of typical of these Stormlight books as they all take a little while to develop. That's kind of the trademark style. So if you're not into a little bit of a slow burn, then I guess uh, be warned. But Just skip ahead like 20 hours. <laughs> these things I think these pay, are great anyhow that's a feature not a bug for me yeah these things pay off like they pay off good the endings of these books of any Sanderson book is friggin awesome it's called the Sander Lanch and it's coming to get you. yeah even though there are like 20 million words in this book I don't think any of them are wasted I, I like this a lot more than Way of Kings but Way of Kings had to do a lot more setup and this was a lot more Shalon driven which is she's my favorite character so i was into that i do think the pacing in this book's a little bit better than the first one the first one might be like one of my favorite books of all time it's definitely up there i love that slow build up dude that's like one of my favorite things about this series i'm not really complaining about the slow build up just like a good like steady pace you know what i mean like it doesn't like wallow anywhere for me like it does start i don't even want to say it starts slow i feel bad saying that i don't think that's true I, I think it's Wave Kings all the way through both of them really, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I don't do think, think that Words of Radiance slow. is paced a little bit better. I think there's a narrative technique that we'll talk about a little later that helps with that. Words of Radiance only has one prologue, I believe, so that that helps a little bit probably instead of three. <laughs> yeah, and there's some really good. Uh, what do they call them? Interludes, like the random chapters. Uh, yeah, the interludes between the uh, major parts that get me really hyped too. So, yeah, I would say the interludes in this book were better. I think I can I say like the countdown is what makes the pacing so good here because there's like all this tension from it. I don't think that's really a spoiler to say. The countdown. No, you haven't mentioned like what the countdown is yeah. for, so I think you're good to say that. Yeah, there's a narrative device where they're they know that something's going to happen in so many days, and that kind of drives this uh, 24 like countdown throughout the book where you're just waiting for the shit to hit the fan. It does I feel really like, give me that like dun dun. Like, 
<laughs> at one point, though, I just forgot about it. It really didn't seem like a concern to me anymore. But then whenever they brought it back up, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. We were counting down the days, weren't we? Yeah. Well, so I'll, I'll give it a, a random number out of 10. Uh, I would say probably a seven and a half. I don't want to give it an eight. Eight, eight seems like a really, really high score. We're hard graders oh, really, on the Three Rivers I podcast. Like I and what's think, that, Zach? Uh, that seems really low to me. I would give this like a 9.5. Hmm. Hmm. I think me and Steve usually attend to the school of like 10 is an unachievable book, basically. Mm-hmm. Like nine is like the best book you've ever read. So, yeah, I would put Hyperion. I've ever read. Like, or The Fall of Hyperion, eight and a half out of 10, maybe nine. Wow. That's like your favorite book. Yeah, it's like one of them. Yeah. We'll have to do so an episode Steve, on that Steve one. Steve is grading hard here. So he, he loves yeah. it. He's just, I mean, I have my criticisms. Uh, yeah. I like Mistborn more. But. Yeah. That's a fun take. I, I would say that's probably like not the general consensus of the fandom. Well, I haven't uh, read Wax and Wayne or whatever it's called yet. So maybe yeah. that'll, maybe that'll make me lower that. I think they're so different. It's hard for me to compare them. Yes. I would definitely say they're two different trilogies and less of like one series. Yeah, I, I, his, I figured that's what was going on. His style is like very different in Mistborn compared to Stormlight. But yeah, Mistborn is great, man. That's a super fun series. Okay. Let's, let's spoil uh, shit. Let's get into it. Yeah. If you're, okay. if you haven't read Words of Radiance and The Way of Kings, I would head for the hills. If, you, if you've read Words of Radiance and not Way of Kings, then what's wrong with you? But I guess you could probably listen to this. There will also be some Warbreaker spoilers later. So oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll okay. give an announcement about that, though. Yeah. We'll, we'll uh, give you a holler before we spoil anything from Warbreaker. Yeah. All right. So uh, the first thing for full spoilers, I guess, what was your favorite character and why, Steve? Oh, Shalon. And I would I would add pattern to that as well. Shalon and pattern just oh perfect. I love it. I love the voice that she Pattern's does for great. pattern. Yeah. He, he's he's lovely. He's a great character. And I mean, emotionally, I was moved a few times because of pattern. Uh, whenever he's trying to make Shalon face her, her truths or who she really is, because she she represses a lot of that. And I, I love the trauma that all of these characters have and what they go through. And, you know, not all of them really, I would say maybe all of them don't really attend to their traumas. They try to, I can picture you saying that in patterns voice, like "Mm, trauma Mm, truths. Shalon. Yeah. And it's just a great, great device to have this little whisper in your ear. That's trying to, help you i i suppose it's the only one that really knows the truths about shalon he was there so i i think i'm definitely the most entertained by pattern sill is cool but she, she can be a little whiny sometimes i think she's annoying yeah she could be kind of annoying sh- in, in annoying. this book in particular when she does the whole like i'm leaving you kaladin I understand the point of that, and I, I appreciate it as like part of the story, but I fucking hated that part. It was so annoying. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of a mandatory trope in these stories, I think, is the that's how it, character loses their powers. At that's like really how it felt, too. Least favorite character, Tin. There. I said it. 
I said the most controversial thing anybody's ever thought about this book. Hated that character. I would argue that you actually enjoyed Tin a lot. <laughs> mm, just because you just enjoyed terrible things happening to her. That was the best part when she died, but <laughs> she just kept saying, like, I know everything. I'll teach you everything. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up, lady. Gosh. Awful. Jake, who's your who's your favorite character in this book and least favorite, I guess, too? Hmm. I think in this book. Mo Ash might be my favorite character because I really want somebody to kill Elicor. <laughs> that's a that's a good pick. <laughs> I think some people would take issue with that, but let's let's hear about it. I'm here for uh, it. I mean, I just came up with that on the spot. I'd have to really think about it a little more. I am on their side though. <laughs> like uh, I wish I, somebody would kill Elicor and put down our in charge. <laughs> I love what Mo Ash did for the story, and it was just heartbreaking every time he was like, Yeah. We're gonna kill him, right, friend? Yeah, and I'm, and, I, and I'm just like, damn, that's not gonna happen, Moash. Calvin's <laughs> not gonna do that, bro. That is just not going to happen. Yeah. And I love Moash, and so that whole the whole book it was almost torture anytime Moash was on the page for me. Yeah, it is. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, uh, well written, right? I mean, I, I'm feeling yeah. emotional yep. about it, yep. and but see, Zach. Don't you think that's like a character that I should probably be like, oh, Moash kind of sucks, right? But like the whole time Tin was on the page, I'm like, maybe this lady should die in a gasoline fire. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you feel as Moash goes on. Yeah, that's definitely the last time you'll ever hear me say that. Jeez. Oh, I guess if I had to pick somebody, let me think. I kind of want to say Kaladin, but I feel like picking him is cheating because he's just always the coolest. He's like the main character, you know? You could pick him. I liked his inner uh, struggle to overcome his, uh, what do you want to call it, classism, I guess, against the light eyes. Prejudice. He really wants to hate Adelian and Dalinar, but he just, like, can't help but like them eventually. And he sticks up for Elicar, even though he probably doesn't deserve it. Kaladin does have some amazing moments in this book. There's probably three or four, like, epic Events. Let me use this. Let me use this as a segue into our next topic. Uh, the biggest reason that I like Calvin in this book probably is because he's in my favorite scene in this book, which is the uh, honor is dead, but I'll see what I can do. Scene. <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture of that online, and I was like, I bet you that's in this book because it was in a ring, like a coliseum style thing. And yeah. it didn't ruin it for me or anything, but I was like, oh, that's coming up, huh? He's going to fight for him. I knew that was coming up the first time I read this, too. I had it spoiled for me on uh, Krem posting. Mm. It's an amazing scene. Oh, it's so good anyhow, dude. It doesn't matter if you know it's going to happen. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't know what is going to happen during the fight. That dropkick was intense. That was a great Kaladin moment when he breaks his own legs, dropkicking a, yeah. a shard plate. And that's the start of my favorite bromance in the series, too, between Kaladin and Adolin. Probably the best bromance ever. Uh, in fiction? Other than maybe, like, Sam and Frodo. It's it's up there. I mean, you can't compare it to real-life bromance because then the Three Rivers boys win. But you That's know. true, yeah. This book completely flipped the switch for Adolin for me. I, I really didn't like Adolin from the first book. I thought he was really annoying. And yeah, because he's like a rich <laughs> pussy in the first book. 
I mean, he is still a rich pussy, but he's a very likable rich pussy by the end of this book. I, I think <laughs> the moment everybody falls in love with him is right after this big fight scene, and we find out he put himself in prison with Kaladin. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, whoa, Kaladin fucking saved my ass, yo. Yeah. Then what? El- That's a good bodyguard. What else sold me on him was whenever they were out in the plains looking for a dead chrysalis or something like that and and Shalon was arguing with Kaladin if Adolin sucked and she's like oh that guy over there who's like having everybody laugh with him and letting people try on a shard plate he's like a really <laughs> nice guy oh yeah he's he's really the problem huh sourpuss <laughs> and that's when I was like yeah you give it to him Shalon because you should shut the fuck up Kaladin I feel like Shalon was it- saying that to me more than <laughs> <laughs> Mark this down if we need to delete it. But is this the is this the one the book where Todd Calden or sorry where Adolin talks about shitting himself in his sharp plate? Yes, that happens. Okay, I love that part. <laughs> Everybody loves that part. It's great when he he like I like the dialogue because he's like, wait a minute, you really want to hear about this? Like it's it's a real dialogue. It's not just like, well, it's pretty disgusting. I don't think you want to hear that. <laughs> Well, I think he's okay. Well, I warned you. He like generally wants to share it because this is like probably the first time a girl's ever shared an interest about like the fighting stuff that he's so passionate about. What well, he's like, oh, you want to hear about my shard plate? Okay, I'll talk about that for an hour or it's two. It's probably his favorite thing in the world. I, I think we also find out how lonely Adolin is. He doesn't have many friends. This whole thing with him dueling everybody, trying to steal, not steal, earn their swords and their shard. Everybody hates him. Everybody really wants to fuck him up. I mean, I don't think anybody yeah. really liked him before. People were nicer to him, but No, they they set up the one they friendship. Kiss his ass. Yeah, they, they set up the friendship with the guy who ends up fighting with the team against him and he yeah. can't believe it. And that's kind of like one of those things you always hear about being rich and powerful is you don't know who your friends are, right? So, as soon as his dad starts to kind of rock the boat, I think all of Adolin's fake "Quote unquote friends," you know, uh, abandoned shit. Yeah. Well, when you were saying Shalon was the first girl to ask him, it's like I, I wonder if anybody asks him about anything about himself, really, because his father just expects him to be kingly, yeah. you know. And Renarin is, you know, just a little shaky boy over there that is probably the closest person to him. Hey, Renarin is just not a little shaky boy. He jumped in that ring too before. Kaladin did. And he he had the shakes again. Did, yeah. <laughs> he heard screams. <laughs> so that's fair. Oh, that I, was a- I do give Renarin like mad points for jumping in there and then trying to join Bridge Four and, and successfully joining. Uh, this guy's got heart, man. And that's the moment he was unlocked, right? Because he was in a near death experience. Mm hmm. So I think what do, what does Ned Stark say? Courage isn't about never being afraid; it's about acting, even though you are afraid. Yeah, thanks, Ned. <laughs> Man, that's such a good quote. You didn't do a good job saying it. I, I need to like Google what the actual thing is now. I feel like I paraphrased. You, par- it you well. paraphrased it. Well. Talking so much shit. You paraphrased. Well. <laughs> <laughs> if if it Renard might be my favorite character too. He's he's right up there. Uh, if, if I didn't pick Moash for like the kind of throwing shit in the fan's sake of it, just because I like that, then I'd probably pick Renarin. Renarin's best book is the next one. What is your most hated character, Zach? We didn't do that. 
Oh, that's easy, Sadius, dude. Yeah. Great villain. Fuck Toral Sadius. Man. Adolin stabbing Sadius in the fucking face. Speaking of redeeming Adolin moments. Yeah. Should I just change my answer to Adolin? Like, we've been talking about Adolin for, <laughs> for like 10 minutes now. I think Adolin might be my favorite character in this book. You did make a character based off of him for, I did. for Fallout. Yeah. All right. I changed it to Adolin. It's official. Nice. Adolin! <laughs> I'm looking here at your outline. You have favorite scene next. That's tough. Yeah, we kind of, I started talking about that a little bit. I was trying to segue, but then we just talked more about Adolin. So mine was the uh, the pit fight with the Kaladin and Adolin and Renorin taking on the uh, bunch of haters. Jeez, I don't know if I have a favorite scene. All of Shalon, the entire book. Is that fair? <laughs> so I could go, Steve, if you want a second to think about what you want because I have a favorite uh, chapter. It's not like a moment, I guess, but um, I think it's chapter it. 51. It's the one where Kaladin and Shallan's viewpoints like switch back and forth really fast. Do you remember that? Uh, when they're in the chasm together? No, no, no. Uh, Kaladin is going to like fight Moash and oh in the palace yeah in the palace and it keeps switching back and forth to shallan's point of view too um but like the two characters kind of simultaneously having this epic moment and them like switching back and forth between the two it's it's such an exciting excitingly written chapter i think i think that's the funnest chapter in the book that's when shallan figures out the uh way gates is that what it is the gate is that what you said I can't remember what the name of the gate is, but it's the one that gets to Roydion. The way gates to Uruthiru. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I knew it. <laughs> uh, Jake, that's like probably... Are they called way gates or am I just stealing that from Wheel of No, it, they call it a gate. <laughs> uh, Jake, that's like in the 80s, chapter in the 80s. Yeah, you're right. Uh, that's what I was just looking at. I was trying to find the name of the chapter. It's called... This really, I mean, I don't know if I have a favorite moment. Maybe it is that fight. That was a pretty good, like, long scene there's just a lot of like really good moments but i don't know if any anything was like wow that was I really like the climax too the climax is pretty epic for i don't know if i was having trouble paying attention but it just i just love the everstorm and like all the uh red glowing eyes in the darkness as they're chanting and like summoning fucking demons from the sky and shit like that's that's badass oh, hell yeah i i really liked when the one general or Prince, High Prince, jumped out and saved Dalinar. That actually, like, really got me, like, raw, raw. That was great. Oh, yeah, that was the guy who was, like, a slacker, too. Right? He was the coward. Yeah. And... What's his name? I, I can't remember it. Right I like now. him a lot, too. No, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But, like, that that moment really felt Jake's Googling. good for me because... They were building him up as a coward the entire time. And it was this moment where Dalinar was probably going to die. And yeah. he came in even though Sab he shouldn't Sabriel? have. Sabriel? Was that him? No. Sabriel yeah, yeah. is the uncle, quote, uncle to Shallan who does not fight. He doesn't do shit. He sits there and smokes. That's a who I was thinking of. Yeah, maybe. I must have a different guy then. No, he sits there and smokes a pipe. He's basically a quartermaster. Okay, okay. Sabariel. Sabariel. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. I really like uh, Zeth touching Dalinar and like shooting him up into, into the, the sky. sky. Yeah, Set. that's such a terrifying way to die. Like if that was to happen to you, like <laughs> that—that's part of the chapter I'm talking about. I think is like Cal 
is getting beat up by Moash and gets his powers back. Still shows up. It was like, boom, you got your shit. Cal fucks them up and then does this like kneel down and like shoot into the sky thing. <laughs> yeah, it's so epic, dude. He like puts his fist into the ground. I might. He steps off a. He steps off a cliff, head. but that's how I picture it too. Is like the and then there's like the shockwave, like the ground's broken. And the, the wind runner sigil is like glowing on the ground, yeah, like yeah. where it took off from. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was uh, High Prince Royon. That sounds right. Royon. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, he he's uh he's he's thinking like how does Zeth do that, you know? And he just like is like I'm just gonna eat myself off a cliff and I'll figure it out. And it works. <laughs> if somebody did that to me, like how he shot down Arp in the air, I would just be shooting my pants like the entire time, like jetting off into the sky. Leaving a brown trail. Downart <laughs> like has to be shitting himself. What else would you He's preparing himself for impact. He's like, I can I could probably roll. <laughs> I didn't like you can catch a sharp ending. Wing, you can survive that. What him coming back to life? No, actually, I did like that part. I didn't like his Yasna? fight. Oh, okay. I thought he was just pathetic. I mean, he turned into this idiot. I really think Dalinar and Adolin should have done better against Zeth. Um, but I guess that just shows like how good Zeth is. Like Adolin's like the best fighter in Alethkar, right? I mean. He's up there at least, like in the top five or something. Like one of the best, if not the best. Yeah, and he's Downer's probably one of the best too. And they both are in full shard plate. He's just such a dumb dumb. I guess Zeth has superpowers though. <laughs> he's also having like a, a mental crisis while all this is happening. Absolutely. Like he's basically finding out that his whole worldview is fake and completely bullshit. But he just gives up. He he just says, Go ahead. Put it through my throat. Sever my spine. Well, he like he's convinced he deserves it at that point. He just realized that he murdered like thousands of people for no fucking reason. Redeem yourself then. I don't know. Unite them. It's like, oh shit, I'm basically Hitler. But yeah, back that, to that, my favorite moment. It is just Shalon. I think all of Shalon stuff forever. I think my favorite Shalon moment is her strangling her dad to death. That was pretty good. That was tough. It's not really like a good moment, but I was so into it. Like I remember like <laughs> drifting into the other lane. I was listening so hard. <laughs> the moment that got me interested in the book where I just started reading through the book quickly was she had changed herself to look like a queen to recruit the bandits essentially. Yeah. Uh, yeah to yeah, fight yeah, for the her. deserters. Yeah. Which is where Gaz, Gaz. was. Gaz. Yeah, Gaz becomes one of her homies, basically. I love the moment when Gaz comes back to the Shattered Plains with her and finds out that Kaladin is, like, important now. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. I think her stealing Kaladin's boots is great, too. Yeah, that's another good scene. That's a good (laughs) meet-cute. Man, he's madly in love with her. Tough scene. Kaladin, I mean. Yeah. And Gaz. That's going to be tough. Gaz and Kaladin fighting over uh, Shallan. Who gets her? I don't know. <laughs> it won't be much of a fight. Obviously, you would pick Gaz. He only has one eye. Yeah, so That's serious. his biggest weakness. His only weakness. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about some of these plots here and maybe some of your favorite or least favorite moments from them. 
So starting off with Dalinar, I guess this is no particular order. I think it's easier just to talk about these in terms of the characters that are central to the plots. So we have Dalinar. He's in the middle of this mysterious countdown. There's more weird stuff happening with his visions. It seems like some crazy thing is going to happen that is going to trigger an apocalyptic event. And he's got to figure out what that is and try to stop it. But of course he doesn't, you know. Who's smearing stuff on my walls? Turns out it was his kid, you know. It was? I missed that. It was Renarin. Oh, why didn't he say that or he didn't know? I don't think he knew. Okay. He snuck into daddy's room. I missed that it was Renarin. Maybe I'm spoiling book three things. I don't think I am. Shit. I think you are. I don't remember him saying that, Zach. Fuck. All right, we'll cut that out then. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, at one point I did forget about this writing on the wall thing. They had to, they had to say it out loud for me to even remember it. <laughs> what else does Dalinar get into here? Uh, Dalinar's basically he bond, he bonds the fucking war. storm father. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Oh yeah, that's true. What is that? The uh, third order that we see here. That's important to talk about. So we've got Kaladin, who's a wind runner. Shalon is a light weaver, and now we see Dalinar become a bondsmith. And then they also know that Renarin is something, the future seer or something like that. Yeah. I think this would be my order if I was a Night Radiant, if you want to do the Harry Potter thing. Oh, you'd be a bondsmith? That's what I would think, maybe. Okay. I don't know. I like bringing people together. I want to do what Kaladin does. Windrunner. Oh, yeah. You're a protector boy. Oh, yeah. Flying the sky. I'm up so high. <laughs> and then we also, that's a good segue into another radiant, which is. Kaladin. No. No. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm saying you were trying to like count them. Shalon's uh, instructor. What, I can't think of her name right now. Oh, Yasna. Yeah. She is an else caller. Yeah. So that's in the I book, it's segue to her coming out of her. Interdimensional field trip. (laughs) I guess that you did. You did guess that on one of the last episodes, I think. Uh, I also guessed that Shalon killed her mom. You did. I did not see that coming. I thought they made it a little obvious because she seemed pretty guilty about something. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. uh, I was just like a shard blade. She's like a baby shard bearer. I thought it was a little confusing that. She already had the sword, and it, they were, like, hiding it from her. It's crazy that she is, you know, bonded, right? She's, she's, she has a shard blade at this young age. How old is she when she kills her mom? She's, like, little, like, preteen, right? That was, I think, like single digits. Eight years ago. Yeah. She's, like, nine or something. Nine or something, yeah. She gets her, though. She gets her mom and her whatever boyfriend. <laughs> so this is your favorite plot point of the book huh is that Jessica Shalon's your favorite or do you think this plot itself is superior I like the way it rolled out I think that we discovered this this is Shalon's book right I mean we learned so much yeah, about so. Shalon all of the flashbacks were Shalon's yeah I don't think we've ever really mentioned that each of these books in the series has a character central to it like this isn't yeah. just like the Lord of the Rings where all three books are about everybody right like the first book is obviously Kaladin this book is Shallan the next book is Dalinar yeah we have a 
each book is based on a character, basically. And I think that's like the first time I've ever seen that in in a storytelling. The title of each book is also the name of a book in the book. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm always like, name of the book when they say it. <laughs> Wrap it up. Everybody go home. Fourth floorboard by the door. <laughs> what were we saying about Shalon? We're just Fuck. kind of talking about her stories. We were talking about her ca- killing her mom. Um, I-, I think another really interesting thing with Shalon is her doing these uh, light weaves of like other personalities and her personality kind of becoming bifurcated here. Uh, She's kind of becoming a rogue at this point. Yeah, she. this almost kind of started... I don't want to say it was losing me, but I was just like, where is this going? Like, what? what is happening with this? Well, I actually... It, this helped me with my own therapy. I was talking about Shalon and Vale, who is her alter ego. And really, Vale is who Shalon wishes she was. If she didn't have all of these responsibilities and... and expectations of her veil is what she wants to do and that's why is her like ghost blood face right that's her like criminal exactly veil is her version of 10 (laughs) yeah yeah. veil is who shalon kind of like likes being whenever she's uh, veil she's always like oh wow my heart's racing i feel great i love doing this and moray's even says at the end of the book which made me love the ghost blood storyline even more was Maurice. Bro, you ain't seen shit yet with the ghost blood. Yeah, it's I can't wait. Crazy. Yeah, I'm excited. Moray's shows up and he's like, huh, that's funny that you ended up being Shalon, Vale. And she's like, oh no, actually my name is Shalon. He's like, shut the fuck up, Vale. I know who you are. <laughs> you, uh, you're a ghost blood or I'm going to kill you. All right, I'll see you later. Okay, bye. <laughs> but I, I love the ghost bloods. I like the, the darts. That was weird. I'm always like super nervous when Shalon is with the ghost bloods. I'm like, yeah. you're going to do something you regret like any second now. I almost I, feel like they're probably the good guys, but we'll see. I kind of had that feeling too. Like, yeah, I, I, I can, re- yeah, I can relate to that. This gives me, this is like the most misborny part of the book. Like, and that makes sense why Steve likes the ghost blood stuff is because it's very cloak and dagger and Vale has Vin vibes kind of. Oh, absolutely. So I, I see why you like this. I think he writes great female characters. I think he I does know. do a pretty good job writing female characters. Shalon is really interesting. He writes great broken characters too, which are almost every character he writes. <clears throat> They're all broken. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's what he's known for. That quotes from this book, isn't it? Yeah, I I'm think not so. Sure. That's the thing that Syl says to Cal. She's like, "They're all broken, Cal." Yeah, she does say that to him. But yeah, I mean, I could probably do a whole episode about Shalon. When she, Maybe we should. When she jumps in the water and she looks at the organism that nobody else sees. Like, I that love was cool. that. That was cool. She's That's like, another one of those like awesome world building things where you're like, man, this yes. place is deep. There's so much going on here. The shipwreck, well, the whole sequence was really awesome. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's in this book too, huh? That's one of my favorite scenes. I can't wait to find That's out. Where, That's where Yasna dies in Air Quest. Right. I can't wait and to then, find out what I saw there because yeah. she didn't die. We we saw her be stabbed. Well, if you think about you, sh- you kind of know the answer. To oh, this. Just yes, to I put do. The puzzle pieces together. She just healed herself. Okay. Well, that, yeah. 
Yeah, you don't and have she to. Can do, she can do light weaving, too. That's the, the surge that lines up between Alice Callers and light weavers is the, like, visual. Or no, that's not right. And a big reason. It's, it's just healing. The, the, the one that they share is the uh, soul casting. Okay. I'm wrong about that. A, a big reason I thought that Yasna was probably still alive was when she was exhausted on the boat, she looked at the door and the hinge was fucked up. And she was like, that hinge is fucked up and the door won't close correctly. How about that, huh? And yeah. I was like, I was like, how about that? I'm like, in every other case, you have been so precise, paranoid, like, get that fucking shit fixed. <laughs> and in this moment, you're, what, are we supposed to be like, oh, she's super sleepy right now. She's, <laughs> that's That one escaped her. I was like, I don't think so. That seemed on purpose. I, when they brought her back, I almost wish they would have left her dead for until the next book. It's a good. I thought that was a good teaser. We needed like wit that. at the end as well. Yeah. Because Wit's the one who finds her. Do they tell you how she survives like after the boat sinks too? No. no that's <laughs> that's later. She, she could also probably figure that one out if you're uh, paying close attention. Yeah. Yelp. Probably Yelp. But <laughs> Steven Yelp. Steve I, Yelp. Love it. I think Yelp is a bad person. We'll find out. Or a ghost blood. We'll find out. Is Yelp a secret radiant? Could he possibly be one of the heralds stay tuned to find out <laughs> yeah i like how he changed his voice between the books i don't know when they recorded them in real time but he had a s- sailor pirate accent in the uh-huh. first book and they changed him to a french accent in this book it all was jesri and this uh theory brought to you by steve <laughs> That's actually, I, I love Roy Detrice and his reading of A Song in Ice and Fire, but those books came out far enough apart from each other, I guess, that he forgot how he, like, says names. Like, he pronounces names differently, does different voices. Caitlin and Caitlin always kills me. Brian and Brienne. Like, he really... Uh, <laughs> Brian? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There's a bunch of them where you're like, all right, man, but, like, you know, last book. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we talked a lot about Shalon. 